How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yud Gimel, Daf Thirteen, Daf Love, right? Ahava is, um, yeah, Gematria of uh, Thirteen. All right, friends. Um, <coughs> I got coffee with me today. Chaim. I'm recording in the morning. What time is it? Five thirty in the morning. I'm recording in the morning because um, I was too tired last night. Last night I had to finish up some work, so I didn't get to Babylon Talmud. But until the time I was like passing out and I was like falling asleep, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to get up earlier today and record in the morning. So doing a morning daf, and I got my coffee, which is very nice. And I, I don't usually have coffee with me when I record, so it's l'chaim. Hopefully my brain is working well well enough. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Oh, so we learned that Yud Gimel of Masech Nebavakamo. So we learned about, um, so I'll tell you, I reviewed this daf last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I learned this daf, of course. You know, I always, right, you all know, of course, right? I learn, I prepare it, then I review it, and then I record it. And then I try to listen to it. Um, so I reviewed it last night and I was like kind of struggling to get through it because I was so tired. So hopefully I did a good enough job, um, reviewing. Um, so that is to say, I think, (laughs) I think it talks about like Me'ila and things like uh, that. So let's see. Um, all right. So (coughs) we're going to start in half. Yud Gilmo Amr Aleph, uh, four lines. Into the page. Let me hop a shtickle more coffee and then, then we'll get going. Okay, fourth line of the page. Gufa. Oh, we said. Okay, so we had seen the opinion of Rabbi Yosaglili, right? Umal Amal Bashem. It's talking about Shvos Apikodin, right? So for example, Ruven is, is a, a custodianing, um, a, like guarding, watching, taking care of, taking responsibility for it to some extent depending on how exactly he's getting reimbursed or not or whatever. But um, he's, gar- he's being a shimer for uh, Shimon's ox. Now, Shimon comes to collect it. Reuben says it's gone, stolen, sorry, um, even though it's not true. And then he admits that it's not true. And Well, he had sworn that it's not true. Then later on, he admits that it's... Wait, no, he had sworn that it's gone. Later on, he admits that he had lied, so he has to uh, pay... I believe he pays the value of the ox plus a fifth, I think. And he also needs to bring a Corbin Asham. Anyways, so, so, so that's what we're talking about. So now we said, to the Abishter. So the Rabbos, so that says that Bahashem is coming to include Oichit, Kodshim Kalim. That, um, if you have, for example, a Corbin Shlom, we're going to talk into more details now in a second, but, for example, if you had a Korban Shlom or any other kind of Kajim Kalm, Korban Toda, whatever it is, um, um, and, and, and then Ruven denied that it was there, etc. So the same Shvos Apikodin would apply to Kajim Kalm as well because, says Rabbi Yosef Kajim Kalm is Mamono. Kajim Kalm is considered uh, the property of Shimon, who, whose ox it was, whose Kajim Kalm it was. So again, so Gufo Malamal Ba'ashem, the rabbis kachim kalim to include kachim kalim she mamono to Rabbi Yosei that kachim kalim would be considered Shimon's property. That's Rabbi Yosei Aglili's 
opinion. Benazi Omer Lerabos to Sashlom. Also, Benazi is more uh, specific, not just any Kachim Kalim, but specifically Shlomim. That um, Shlomim would be considered uh, Shimons, but not necessarily all Kachim Kalim. Omer, wait, what? Abiyosi Ben Dustai, Omer says Abiyosi Ben Dustai. Lo Omer Benazi Ela Bebechor, Bilvad. That Benazi is specifically talking about a Bechor. That um, a Bechor would be considered Shimons. Okay. Omar Mar, so we had just said a second ago, Benazi Omar says, Benazi Lerabos is a Shlomim, to say that a Shlomim would be considered Shimons property. Lemutemai. Shlomim to the exclusion of what? If you're going to say to the exclusion of a Bechor, Bechor would not be considered his property. Well, come on. Shlomim is more stringent than Bechor, and it's considered his property. Certainly, Bechor, which is more lenient than Shlomim, should be considered Shimon's property, right? So, Shlomim, Shetuunim, Shlomim, which are more stringent in that they require smicha, you have to lean on the animal before slaughtering it, unesachim, there's a minchas nesachim, different flower libations that you bring with it, utinufas chaz of a shok, you have to wave the breast and the thigh, and yet, amart mamun bailim, nonetheless, even though there are all these stringencies by Shlomim, it's considered Shimon's own property, mamun bailimu, bechor, Miboya, certainly then a Bechor, which does not have these things, does not have these requirements, certainly a Bechor should be considered a Shimon's property. Rather, this is a Bechor, to the exclusion of Meiser, that, um, that um, Meiser would not be considered Shimon's property. So by a Bechor, so a firstborn animal goes to the Kayin, and then the Kayin brings it as a Korban. Now, what, what does Rashi say? Uh, um, where am I? Okay. So, I'm in the Rashi. What am I? Yeah, okay, fine. Okay. Ah. Okay, I was looking for something specific, but okay, I don't see it. But anyways, so, 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 so by Bechor, it says that, that it cannot, by a Bechor, that's right, it cannot be redeemed, right? So you can't, so we had said yesterday that you can sell a Bechor, right? So if this Bechor is given to the Koyin, so the Koyin can sell it to another Koyin, and then if it gets a Mum, that Koyin can eat it, or alternatively, can offer it as a, a Korban in the base of Mikdash, if it's during the time of the base of Mikdash. So now, so we said that a Bechor can be sold, but it cannot be redeemed, right? You can't just transfer the val- the, the Kedusha of the Bechor onto money and then eat the Bechor. You cannot do that. So it, ca- it can be sold, it cannot be redeemed. So again, Kedetani, we learned by Bechor, Namar, it says by Bechor, lo sifteh. You can't redeem it. You can't transfer its Kedusha onto money and then eat it. You cannot do that. But, Vinimkar, you can sell it. One coin can sell it to another coin. Tam chai. If it's a healthy animal, you could sell it so long as it's alive. But if you slaughter it, so then it's you know it's possible because you had no business slaughtering it. Uvamum. But if it has a blemish, where you can slaughter it and eat it, so then you could sell it chai v'shochut. You could sell it whether it's alive, whether you slaughtered it, and you want to sell it after that. Um, that is fine. Now by meiser neamar, but by meiser it says lo yigoel. It cannot be redeemed. Veno nimkar lo chai v'lo shachut lo tam. 
Whereas by Meiser, it cannot be redeemed, okay? Just like a Bechor uh, cannot be redeemed, but Ve'enonimkar, wait, what did I say? I don't know what I just said. Meiser, just like Bechor, neither one can be redeemed. But the difference between Meiser and Bechor, Meiser Behema, right? Who knows what Meiser Behema is? Meiser Behema is that every tenth animal you have to, you have to bring as a Korban. So Ve'enonimkar, Lochai, Ve'loshachut, it cannot be sold at all. When, not whether it's alive, not whether whether it's slaughtered, regardless of if it's healthy or has a blemish, it cannot be sold. So we see that that Meiser Behema is more stringent than um, Bechor, and um, therefore when we when 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 <laughs> when Ben Azay says that Davka Ashlamim would be considered uh, the property of Shimon, um, but a uh, Meiser Behema would not be considered. His um, property. Um, now I am going to drink more coffee. Okay, I'm slightly more caffeinated now. Ravina Masnila Asaf. Ravina teaches this uh, this this uh, discussion on the Seifa on Abayosi ben Dustai. Omer says Abayosi ben Dustai lo Omer ben Azay el bebechor bevat. That uh, Abayosi ben Dustai says that Ben Azay is Davka talking about. A bechor that a bechor would be considered Shimon's uh, property. The mutimat exclude what? If you're going to say it's the exclusion of shlomim, shlomim would not be considered Shimon's property. But hashdem abechor shekadosh meirechem mamonohu. Well, actually, when it comes to a bechor, already from the time that it's in its uh, mother's womb, it's already kadosh. Right, a bechor. Right, a bechor is born a korban. Right? It's born a bechor, and a bechor needs to be brought as a korban. So already, even before it was born, it was already kadosh. Shlomim, or maybe I guess right after it comes directly from the womb, the mother. But the point is that 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 a a a bechor is always is always a, going to be a korban. But shlomim, mibaya shlomim, however, is born just a regular animal that does just. Regular animal stuff. And then at one point, somebody says, you know, I'm going to bring you as a shlamim. So that's kind of a stringency by Bechor, more so than shlamim. And therefore, um, if Bechor is considered Shimon's property, certainly a shlamim should be considered his property. Amar Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, the Mutei Meiser, it is the exclusion of Meiser uh, Behema. Where am I? Where am I? I'm Rabbi Yochanan Mutei Ma'aser. Kedatana is within the Brisa. Bebechor Namar. It says by Bechor Lo Sifte that it cannot be redeemed. But Vinim Kartam Chai Valmum Chai Vishachut. And yet um, a Bechor can be sold um, if it's healthy. It can be sold Davka when it's alive. If it has a blemish, it can be sold whether it's alive or slaughtered. Bemaiser Namar. And yet by Maiser it's more stringent. It says Lo Yigoel Ve'Eno Nimkar Lo Chai Lo Shachut Lo Tam Bamum. That um, a a a, a, a is more stringent that it cannot be sold at all and therefore would not be considered mamono. Ha bibachor bilvad kaamar. But if you look at what the Bryce says, Abiyosi ben Dustai Omer lo Omer ben el bibachor bilvad, meaning that only a bachor would be considered uh, Shimon's property, not shlamim. And we just said, well, certainly shlamim would be considered his property because it wasn't born a shlamim. 
right? Certainly, Shlom would also be considered Shimon's property. So Kasha, it's Taka Kasha because, right, Abba Yosi Ben Dostoy says only a Bukhar would be considered Shimon's property, not, implying not a Shlom. Okay, drink more coffee. All right. Rav Oma says, Rav, my nechasim shein boyen me'ila. So going back to our kasha of nechasim shein boyen me'ila. Right, so we had said yesterday, which kind of led us into our discussion so far in today's daf as well. We had said that, well, the Mishnah says that you, that uh, uh, damage, that, right, that the nezakin are shayich for property that does not have me'ila. Only if it has me'ila, so then, so then, um, if it has me'ila, so then, dam- then, so then there's no damages, damage payments. But as, so long as it doesn't have me'ila, even if it's a kachim kach, kalim, for example, a shlomim, there would be damages. But now Rava Omer says, Rava, no, my nechasim shein boin me'ila. What does it mean, nechasim shein boin me'ila? It means that there's, it means all kachim, all kachim, regardless of if there's technically me'ila by that specific korban. It applies to all kachim. Nechasim shein boin me'ila, nechasim shein boin din me'ila. Damages apply, damage payments apply to, to, to things that do not have a din of me'ila. So something like uh, a shlamim, even though yes, technically a shlamim doesn't have um, me'ila, but a shlamim is kadosh, it's hektish, it's kedusha. And by kedusha, there is me'ila, for example, by kachim kachim, by a korban chatos, for example. So even though yes, technically a, a shlamim itself doesn't have a din me'ila, or kachim kalim, but they're but they're hekdish, they're kadosh, and by kedusha things that are kedusha, eh, meila is shaykh, depending on what it is. But, but like but by but by kachim in general there is meila that's relevant, and and therefore um, there would not be nizakin by any kachim, whether it's kachim kalim, whether it's kachim kachim, umai ninu. So then where are their damages? The hedget. If it's just uh, you know regular regular animals. Uh, less need the hedget, so why not just say the hedget? Why, why say, uh, inboy and me'ilo? Kasha, we say that's, that's taka, it's taka, a good kasha. It's taka, a good kasha. Um, okay. Let's go weiter. Uh, where are we? Omar Abba says, Rabba, Shlomim Sheiziku. A Corbin Shlomim that damages. So you can collect from the bosser, but not from the imurim. Who can tell me what this means? Who can tell me what this means? So the easiest way to explain this, I think, would be that if Ruvain has an ox, and his ox is a Corbin Shlomim, right? He said he's going to bring this ox as a Corbin Shlomim. Now Shimon also has an ox. Ruvain's Korban Shlomim ox gores to death Shimon's ox. Now, a few details about Ruvain's Korban Shlomim ox. One is that it's a short tom. It's on, it's not worn, so it's so so um, so Ruvain's only responsible for half of Shimon's damages. And number two is that Ruvain's ox costs the same amount of money as Shimon's ox. Rashi says, Rafi, the, exam, the, the number that Rashi gives, for example, is 200 zuz. So Ruvain's ox is 200 zuz. 
Shimon's ox is 200 zuz. Ruven's ox has been set aside to be a Korban Shlomim. And it is also a short tom, which means that Ruven is only responsible for half damages. Okay. Now there is a halacha by a short tom that when we say that a short tom is only responsible for half damages, those half damages are calculated Meaning what Ruvain is going to be responsible for is, 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 is calculated based on the value of his own animal. And what that means is, at least I think that as what it means is, I think hopefully it'll become clearer as we learn more of Masech Tabavakama. But my understanding of what this means is, is that basically, so in our example, it's easy, right? Because both oxen are the same exact value. So Shimon's ox was 200 zuz. It got killed by Ruvain's ox, which is a short time. The value of half of Shimon's ox is 100 zuz. So Shimon has a claim for 100 zuz. Now we look at Ruvain's ox and we say, okay, so Ruvain's chayv to pay half damages. Well, Ruvain's ox is worth 200 zuz. Half of the value of Ruvain's ox is 100 zuz. Okay, give the 100 zuz to Shimon that he's owed. Okay, so let's not say more than that for now. Now, in our case, what the significance of Ruven's ox being a shlomim is that because Ruven's ox is going to be offered as a korban shlomim, part of the ox is going to be offered on the mizbeach for Hashem, which means that part of the those parts that go on the mizbeach are actually excluded from the evaluation of. The appraisal of Ruvain's ox for figuring out how much he actually needs to pay. Meaning, so if you assume that Ruvain's ox is 200 zuz, but 50 zuz worth of it would go on the Mizbeach for Hashem. So really, when we're, when we're calculating the Chatzin Nezek that Ruvain is chayv to pay, we're actually, it's 200 zuz minus the 50 zuz worth of Emurin that would go on the Mizbeach. So it's really 100, so really we treat it as if Ruven as an ox that's worth 150 zuz, half of that would be 75 zuz. So really, Ruven is only chayv to pay 70, a maximum of 75 zuz. So even though Shimon is owed 100 zuz in damages, because his, you know, his ox was 200 zuz, um, so even though he's owed 100 zuz in damages, Ruven will only pay up to 75 because that's, he only pays Migufo, right? By, by short time, it's Davka Mishal and Migufo that he would only pay, you know, it's kind of a, it's like he, he's, he's, he owes Shimon a maximum of 100 Zuz. But in his case, because after the Emurim are taken out of the equation, his ox is only worth 150 Zuz. So half of that is 75. So in this case, Shimon is only going to receive 75 Zuz. Okay, fine. More coffee. So now let's read that again. So Amr of Abbas says, Baba Shlomim Sheiziku. So Ruvain's Korban Shlomim that damaged Shimon's ox. Govim Ibsarun, Venegovim Emurain. So when calculating how much Ruvain needs to pay Shimon, we only take into account the meat that he would be able, that would be his, but not the Emurin, not the parts that go on the Mizbeach. So Pshita, this is obvious. Emurim the Gavos, Salke. The Emurim aren't, don't belong to him, they belong to God. 
Yes, but the Chiddush over here is, I may have thought, you know, look, Shimon's ox is worth 200 zuz. So I would think that half of that is worth 100 zuz. Now, granted that the Emurim are taken out of the equation, so we're not counting those, but what about the fact that there's another 75 zuz worth of meat? Can't we take the, 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 the value of 25 zuz that is, you know, the emurim, that's off limits, but just make up for it with the remaining 75 zuz of meat and give 100 zuz of meat? So exclude the emurim, but there's still another half of a cow's worth of meat that can't you make up for the difference in the other half of the meat? So we say, no, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. It's just the 75, which is the half of the animal, that if you, you know, take half the animal, right, it's a 200 zoos animal, you divide it in half. So from the first half, 75 of it will be meat, 25 of it is emurim. Take out the emurim, and it's the 75 zoos worth of meat that you're going to be paying shimin with. Now, who is this like? If it's like the Rabbonon Pshito, this is obvious. They say, If you don't have to pay from this, then you don't pay from that. No, what's this, what's this talking about? So it's talking interesting machlokas. It's talking interesting machlokas. What happens if there's Be'etzem Two nizakim. What does that mean, two nizakim? Well, we've basically been talking about where Ruvain's shore gores Shimon's shore. Okay, so obviously Ruvain's the one who's chayv. Chayv for Karen. What happens though, if the case is, what if Ruvain's ox pushed Shimon's ox into Levi's pit and then it died in the pit? So here you have a combination of two different Nezikins, Hezeks. You have Karen, right? Ruvain's ox pushing Shimon's ox. That's a tolada of Karen. But you also have Bor because then the ox fell into Levi's pit. What was Levi's pit doing there in Mishra Sarabim? So now who, who, who's, who has to pay? So, 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 according to the Chachamim, so it's interesting. According to the Chacham, so there's like two factors here, right? Ruvain gourd and Levi's pit caused damage. So basically, they kind of like split the damages, right? So if you think about, so, so Ruvain, if his was, his was a short tom, if the ox was a short tom, so it's Tolada of Karen, so it would be Chatzinezek, but now he's kind of splitting the damage with Levi, so Reuven doesn't pay half, you'd only pay a quarter. Okay? But the Chacham's opinion is that Reuven would pay his quarter, but Levi doesn't have to pay anything. Meaning, the, right, the, right, the, right, the, 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 the second part is completely potter. So basically, Reuven pays Shimon 20, you know, 25%, and, and that's where it ends. Reb Nossin's opinion is no. Reuven pays Shimon a quarter, 
because he's only on the line for Chatzi Nezek, and then that's shared between him and Levi. So Reuven only pays a quarter. Now Levi, for Bor, would be Chayiv Nezek Shalim. But because Reuven contributed 25%, so Levi just needs to make up, Levi makes up the remaining 75%. So according to Reb Nosson, they share the responsibility. According to Rabbanon, no, Reuven pays 25% and that's it. So now if you apply it back to our case, where you have <coughs> Reuven's <coughs> ox is a Korban Shlomim, which means that, okay, so you're paying 75 uh, uh, Zuz for, from the meat, but what about the 25 Zuz worth of Emurin that are off limits? So if we tie it back into the Machlokas that we just had with the pit and the Karen, so the Chachamim say that, that Levi doesn't pay anything. So here also, from the 25 Zuz worth of Emurin, forget about it. You don't need to make up from that. According to Reb Nassin, who says that Levi is in the picture, so then I would say that the 25 Zuz of Emurin should be made up from the other part of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, of the animal. Right? So according to Chacham, you wouldn't need to make up from the second part of the animal. According to Reb Nassin, I would say that you would make up from the second part of the animal. So, animal. So again, let's start from the beginning. Amr Baba says, Reb Baba, Shlom Sheiziku. So if you have a Korban Shlomim, right, Ruven's Korban Shlomim damage. Govamim Bisarin, so uh, Shimon can collect from the meat, Venegovim Emurim, but not from the Emurim. Pshita, this is obvious. Emurim the Gavos Alke, the Emurim aren't Ruven's, they go to Hashem. The Tzricha, Ligabos, Mibisarin, Kenegad Emurim. The Kasha is, Enochinami, obviously you're not going to collect from the Emurim, but can you, would you make up the remaining 25 Zuz from the remaining 75 Zuz worth of meat from the second half of the animal? So Aliba demands. Now who's this based? Who's the Baba going based on? Aliba the Rabbanon. If it's based on the rabbis who say that by uh, Ruvain's shore and Levi's pit, only Ruvain pays. Levi isn't in the question. So Pshita, it's obvious that um, Shimon would only collect the seventy-five zuz from the meat of the first half and collect nothing from the second half. When you don't, when there isn't with which to pay from this, right? So in our, in our example, Ruven needs to pay 100 Zuz from the cow. Now there's only 75% available. You are not going to make up for the remaining 25 from the other half of the meat, right? Just like uh, the Chacham say that when Ruven's ox puts his Shimon's ox into Levi's boar, Ruven needs to pay 20, 25%, and that's it. We don't make up the difference from Levi. And if it's according to Rebnosin, Rebnosin said, Fakert, Kilek, Ilishtalum, Mehai, Mishtalim, If, um, so in the case of the, of, of Ruven's ox pushing Shimon's ox into Levi's pit, uh, 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 Rebnosin said that Ruven pays 25%, and Levi pays the remainder. So here also, I would say that Ruven pays 75%. Uh, uh, zuz from the meat of the shlamim, and then the remaining twenty-five zuz from the other, the, the from the meat of the other half of the shlamim, right? So, so, so again, according to the rabbis, it's obvious that Reuven would only be on uh, on the hook for seventy-five zuz, and according to Reb Nossin, he should have to make up the remaining twenty-five zuz from the other half of the meat. So, So, answers the Gemara. I can actually explain that Reb Abba's opinion can be in line with either the rabbis or with the rabbonim. 
If you could say Rabbah is in line with the Rabbanon, so we said, well, that's obvious. Look, I could say that the rabbis say that um, that she, that Ruven would pay 25% and that's it. Levi wouldn't contribute anything because it's tregufe. It's two separate things, right? Meaning there's there's um, there's the there's the uh, Karen and there's the boar. They're two separate things. Avabachad gufa. But if we're talking about one animal, right? Ruvain's, uh, right, 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 right. We have this one animal that has the Basar and the Emur. Matsu Amale. Mikolecha Dubaino. Mishtalam. So Shimon can say, look, it's just one animal. I should be able to get pay, paid back from any part of that animal, from any of the meat. Alternatively, Reb Nassim, when it comes to the pit and the, and the, and the shore, the reason why Reb Nassim would say that Levi, the owner of the pit, needs to contribute to the payment is because Shimon, whose shore it was, says to Levi, the Balabor, I don't know, you know, all I know is Shimon says, look, Levi, say what you want. The fact of the matter is, is my shore is dead in your pit. Whatever Ruven is not going to be paying me, I am going to come to you, Levi, for the remainder, because say what you want, my shore is right now lying dead in your boar, you need to pay me. We could say, can Shimon make that same claim against Ruven? Basar Azik Emurin lo azik that that um, that um, that um, meaning meaning can can Shimon make the claim to Ruvain that well I know for a fact that um, only meat was damaged and none of the Emurin were damaged he can't say that you know that I know that only the meat was damaged and therefore you have to pay me back all of the meat so he can't say that so therefore he can't collect even Reb Nosson would say that in this case um, he can only collect. 75 zuz from the meat, but uh, none of the emurim. So we can say that Rabbi Abba is going either like the Chachamim or like Rib Nosen. Amir Rabbi says, Rabbi Toda Sheizika, that if you have a Korban <coughs> Toda that damages, Govami Besara, Vena Govami Lachma. So if Reuven has not, not a, not, not a uh, Korban, not, not a Shlomim, but a Toda. Now Korban Toda, is also kachim column, and with it you bring forty types of matzis breads. So Shimon would collect chatzinezek from the uh, from the from the, from the uh, from the meat of the of the korban, but not from the breads. Lechem pshita. Obviously, he's not collecting from the uh, from the breads. The breads didn't damage. Only the, uh, the 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 animal damage. So sefer itzdichle, we need it for the sefer nizak ochel baser miskaper that the nizak eats the um, right right that the, that right that Shimon eats the uh, meat of the toda. I'm sorry, nizak ochel baser that right right that Shimon eats the meat of the toda miskaper maybe lechem and Ruvain brings the uh, breads. 
This is obvious, but since the bread is is like uh, you know uh, I guess part of the korban toda, an integral part of the korban toda. So let Ruvain say to Shimon, look, what you're eating the meat, and I need to bring the breads. You also bring the breads. We say no that. Um, the bring the breads is the responsibility of Ruvain, and Ruvain needs to um, Ruvain needs to bring the breads. bris. We said property. You're at Yechayv. If it's property that belongs that belongs to Yid, the mutemai to exclude what? If it's to to exclude So so if a, a shor of a Yid a, a gores the shor of an ovikachovim, the Yid is potter. Hakatani lolekamen. We already teach that later on. And Daf Lamed Zayin, Shor Shal Yisrael, Shenogach Shor Shal Ovik Chavim Potter. That the Shor of a Yid that goes the Shor of an Ovik Chavim is Potter. Tana Vada Mefarish. Send for the Gemara. Enochinami. What's happening is that right now we're 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 teaching that Davka the Shor of a Ben Ben Bris, and then later on we kind of go into what that means and and we flesh it out more later on. But but yes, they're both talking about the same Indian. We're stating it now and explaining it, elaborating later. And so specific property. What does that mean? The mutemai. What's on specific property? So Amr Yehuda says Yehuda the mutei zeomer shorch ezik v'zeomer shorch ezik. Basically, if it's unclear, there are a bunch of oxen around, and it's unclear which ox did the damage. So then there wouldn't be any payment there. Hatani lekam, but we teach later on. If there were two oxen chasing after a third ox, and now they're trying to figure out whose ox did the goring, and each of the chasing oxes' owners accuse each other of their ox doing the damage, they are both pturin. So why do we, you know, so, 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 meaning, so let's read that again. Right? Right, that's the exclusion when we won't know for sure who did the damage. But Atani the Kama, we already teach later on. Are you should shneim rod from Achar Echod Zeomer Shorcho Yizik Zeomer Shorcho Yizik Shneim Betuin. So we already have a case where it says that when we're not sure who did the damage, they're Betuin. So Tani Vadim Mefarish that well, first we state it and then later on we explain it. Fine. Masnisa Tana. We learned in a brisa Prat Lenichse Hefker. Oh, it's exclusion of if they if it if it's Hefker. Hechidami. What's Hefker? If you say that, um, you know, Ruvain's ox, Gordon ox of Hefker, and he's Potter. Well, obviously, Mantovali, obviously he's Potter. If Ruvain's ox scores an ownerless ox, so then who's going to claim the money? Okay, well, maybe an ox of Hefker just went and gored Ruvain's ox. Okay, so lazo valese. Well, then just take the ox of Hefker as payment. So bishakadam v'zachabo acher. Yeah, but it's talking about where before Reuven had an opportunity to take the ox as his own, Shimon claimed it, and we're saying that in that case, Shimon would not need to pay Reuven for damages. Avina says Avina lemutei nogach v'chakachiktish. Ravina says the exclusion of if you have a um, if a um, if if Ruvain's ox gored Shimon's ox, so Ruvain is high, but then he's maktish 
the uh, animal. He's maktish the animal. So now uh, Ruvain is going to be potter. Nogach vachakachivkir, or if Ruvain's ox gorged him his ox and then he was mafkir his ox, he'd be potter. We also learn a verse like this: Yosher alkin amar Yehuda, afilu nagach b'chakach hikdish, nagach b'chakach hifkir potter. That even if Ruvain's ox gores, and then he's makdish his ox or he's mafkir his ox, then he's going to be potter. Shnemar as the pasuk says, v'huad b'valav that you warn the owner, v'hemis ish v'gomer, and it kills a person. Achei misa v'amado bedin shavin kechod. That that both when it kills the um, person and it goes to Bezdin, um, there there are still owners. Well, we don't need that. Also, the verdict, it still be Ruven's possession. Right? At the same passage, when it mentions that it says, that's the Gemar Din. That all of them have to be with the same owner all parts which i guess what does that mean that that at, so can't ruven just be i guess he'd have to be mafka sure he would lose his ox but if it kills a person so then just be mafka and then you don't have to pay anything interesting because if it kills a person you have to stone the animal so should ruven just be mafka the animal and then he's off the hook i don't know maybe interesting all right, friends, that was a few gimel. We continued the daf exploring um, the Shvos Hapikadon when it comes to Rabbi Yossi Aglili's opinion of Kachim Kalim being Mamun Bailim. We saw the opinion of Ben Azai, who says that it's Tavka Shlom is Mamun Bailim. We saw the opinion of Abiyosi Ben Dostai, who says that it's Tavka Bechor, that's Mamun Bailim. We saw another opinion of Rave. Who says that that damages would not apply to any to any consecrated um, animals, even uh, kachim kalim? And then we got into this interesting uh, discussion of if a korban shlamim uh, damages, and in terms of the chatsi nezek, which is mishalim igufa, which you calculate from the from the the value of the ox itself. Um, so how do you uh, apply that when it's a uh, it's a korban shlamim that there are imurim that can't be included? We saw the machlokusin. The Rabbanon and Reb when it comes to an ox that pushes another ox into a pit, which was an interesting discussion as well. And then we kind of uh, moved on, proceeded in the uh, Mishnah with Nechosim Shein Shob Nebris, Nechosim Ham Yuchadin, that we have to know exactly who the damager was, and also that they uh, you know can't be Hefker. And even if the owner is Mafkir the animal, then he's then he's off the hook, which is interesting, or if he's Makdish the animal. Friends, I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.